0: So, if every day you go to lift, you take three teammates with you, now all four of you can keep each other accountable.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Champion School, where we're breaking down leadership, mindset, all things sports, and MLU-related. BZB, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Ray Mac. We're killing it today, man. It's been a, it's been a good day. We're excited about this one. Uh, this podcast is a very, very, very good one, and we're excited about this. So how are you, Ray? How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, first of all,
1: let's take a little peek here. This is my new guy, okay? <laughs> um, the first person that... And if you're not, if you're listening, right, get to YouTube. First person that's able to tell me who this guy is is going to get sent a prize. So uh, if you can give me the name in the comment section, DMs, whatever, uh, great. But other than that, I'm doing great. Uh, Do I?
2: Can I qualify for this? No, no, you cannot.
1: <laughs> no, you cannot. You wouldn't have the answer anyways. So
2: I, no, I would not have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what's
1: uh, what's new with MLU? I know we just got uh, a couple things posted, and and a very busy next
2: couple months. Break it down for us. Yes, this fall, I mean, coming off a really good summer, a strong summer, we had a little bit of a, a little breather there through the end of August, which was nice, kind of reset, re-engage, and this fall, we have some really exciting things going on. We have our first annual leadership retreat in Lake Tahoe. It's going to be yeah, incredible. Buddy. Shout out to Jen. She's up there in Northern Nevada. She's been our, our greatest baseball mom. I mean, she's been killing it for us, and um, we, we got something really cool set up in store for a lot of the Reno folks. If you're nearby and surrounding areas, Sacramento, San Francisco, uh, Bay Area is very close, couple hour drive. Come on over for that. It's early October. October 8th is going to be a one-day event, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's going to be awesome, so we're pumped on that one. Um, We have another one set up for next July here in Arizona up in the mountains, so that'll be really cool for high school athletes as well, Uh, just equipping athletes before they go back to school to be leaders, um, to be in a good mental headspace, to continue to help others on campus and then some camps uh, camp season starting this weekend That's so right. right when you get this right when this is released we will just be leaving maxwell california small town there former teammate tyler wells shout out uh, he got that set up there he's coaching high school up there in youth baseball so we're excited to be there in town right near your hometown ray mack and winners right. and then we have a couple cool locations coming up here this fall between the high schools, the colleges and the camps. So a lot of cool stuff happening. We're excited. We're thrilled. We're bearing down and that doesn't even touch on the NFT space that we're diving into that Ray has been crushing it on the back end. Nobody sees the hard work that goes in for this stuff. So uh, we're excited about all of this. Yeah, NFTs
1: on the NFT side, uh, if you haven't checked it out, released by now, I'm sure is going to be our episode of uh, Sandlot Talk. We just brought on Lauren Turton. Uh, Really cool episode. So check that out. Uh, And we're going to be kind of just tag teaming every week. I think we're going to try and put one out, uh, even if that's just us BS and then kind of introducing some NFT stuff to you guys. Uh, We'll keep them separate obviously, but uh, a lot of good stuff on that. And then the arts really coming along, dude. Like we got color coming. I, I legitimately think we're probably a week away from being almost done completely with the art. So uh, wow. great first step. So let's go. Anyways, let's get it started with the good news of the week. Good news of the week. Number one, NFL football. Is back. Back, 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 back. Let's go. And apparently the Cardinals are gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Uh probably <laughs> stated
2: by my fiance. <laughs> Sorry. And you. yourself, excuse me. Okay, the Cardinals are good, but how about them boys, baby? Them boys only losing by two to, to TB12 and the Bucks. Yes, it's a loss, <laughs> but they look good. They look promising, and they had the game one if we can make some field goals. Just don't even get me started. So I like the direction the Cowboys are headed. It's our year, baby. No more eight and eights. Uh, Do you think the
1: Cowboys are, what's better? Dak Prescott coming back and being a dude again, or is it more, okay, not better. More important that Tom Brady might just not have the energy late in the game anymore.
2: Tom Brady has the energy. <laughs> he get you gave him a minute 20 left on the clock with one timeout, and he marches down for a field goal within 45 seconds. He's got right. the energy. He's the he's, best. He's the best. I mean, the dude never ages, dude. He, he he's doesn't. just he's unbelievable. You see him on all these commercials, like the subway commercial gets me every time. Uh, it's this dude's just, I mean, he he might play another 10 years. I don't know. The dude's he's just the insane. He's got good weapons. I mean, let's not discount the people around him. Yeah.
1: And let's combo that with he's also starting in a huge NFT business based around sports called Autograph. No free shadows, but autograph.io. If you're looking into sports collectibles, like he's doing it on the business side. And that's going to be a multi million dollar business, um, you know, just in his free time. So, yeah. anyways, on the side. Uh, good news number two. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, let me get this on here, baby.
2: Oh, that's a McIntyre jersey, baby. Yeah, what? It is. And you know
1: what? what what team it is
2: yeah they the clinched. only clinching team dodgers
1: clinched the same okay well first clinching team excuse me uh the san francisco <laughs> giants uh let me let me run you through some of the preseason rankings i just want to give a couple shout outs to these extremely good publications and their predictability <laughs> uh starting with the ringer who posted them at 25th preseason uh espn the guys that talk sports all, all the time 23 preseason and mlb the guys that actually put the league on 22nd preseason so shout out to my giants wow i'm really excited about that um do you how do you think they're gonna fare postseason i know they got that uh, chris kb dude my guy first of all i love having them but
2: how are they gonna fare in the postseason Culture wins, man. Pitching pitching wins, culture wins, defense wins, experience wins. They have a good blend between young and old. And I don't even want to say old. I just want to say more veterans, season, right? Brandon Bell, eh, eh. Posey, <laughs> V-Craw, the staff. Right? I mean, they have guys who weren't even supposed to do good this year over the last couple of years who are killing it this year. So seeing them kind of be, uh, I don't want to say resurrected, but reignited this year and, and seeing the energy that they bring, man, they are dangerous. Now the Dodgers are scary because of their weapons. I still think culture beats weapons any day. So uh, I really like where the Giants are. I think they play free. They play really good baseball. I saw a slash the other day in the big leagues. Give me a break, a pitcher slashing for an RBI. Play the game, baby. Play to win the game. The long ball doesn't show up in in October or November in San Francisco. So you've got to be able to play the game, and that's what they're doing. So it's exciting to watch, man. i got to give them a shout-out, although I'm not a big fan. (laughs) Go White Sox. (laughs) Go Bummer. I know. The don't socks don't need don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on this week's Zen. This week's Zen, I just want to get into real quick meditation. Uh, we've had some questions reach out about it uh, just from your aspect. Uh, somebody just getting into meditation. How do you get started? What are you thinking about? What? What?
2: Give us your journey. How did you get into it? Yeah, my journey. So we, we did visualization in some forms of meditation at Nevada, which led through a little bit of professional baseball. And then I, I really just needed help. I needed help. I kept hearing very successful people who made a lot of money and made a big impact talk about meditation. They, they talked about it all the time. I listened to some of the monks and, and different people on YouTube and podcasts. And I was finally just made the decision. I need to try this. I need to do this. And so I started small couple minutes a day of just breathing, focusing on my breath, watching it come in through the nose, watching it leave through the mouth. And through this time and space, I started to work up to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I even had one that was going 30 minutes for the day. And I realized that was a little too long for me and my schedule. I'm going to go back to 10 minutes. And so I stuck with the 10 minute mark and I really love it, man. It's just, there's a, a great documentary. If you haven't watched it yet on Netflix, go watch headspace and you can download the app. It's, a, it's an app that you can have that gives you so many different guided meditations and visualizations. And they give this awesome example. I think Buddha might've said, I don't know, but it sounds like a Buddha comment, right? It was really cool. <laughs> he, he says, he says, imagine sitting on the side of the busiest freeway that you can ever think of. So I'm thinking of the 80 in California, the 101 or the I-10 five in Arizona. Or in the, the Los five, Angeles. anywhere, <laughs> anywhere, right? The whole, the whole strip. So I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm sitting on the side in a lawn chair and I'm watching all these cars fly by. And the cars are my thoughts, Here I am on the side of the road. I'm watching my thoughts go by. That's what meditation looks like. And sometimes when we see the fancy car, the new Mercedes, the sweet new Tesla, shout out Elon Musk, legendary, I need a Tesla. Come on, if you got to hook up, let me know. But I'm watching these things. And sometimes I grab onto them and I ride that Mercedes for 15, 20 minutes. I jump on the BMW because it looks sexy. I go find that new Tesla model, whatever that I enjoy. And I'm like, boom, I keep jumping from thought to thought. Meditation is simply sitting back and watching your thoughts pass by without trying to take hold and grab on to every single thought. So that to me just opened it up because I'm very visual and and I saw myself sitting there and I see, hey, what are we going to do next in business? What camp can we set up? Who's going to allow us to come speak? How do we expand college? All these different thoughts that I get, let alone my personal life, and I'm sitting here grabbing onto them. And next thing you know, three, five minutes pass in my meditation. I'm thinking about this same thing for so long. And I have to, re- I have to check myself for a second, reset, and then reengage. So all of meditation is, is learning how to sit with your thoughts. We don't have to cancel them out and get rid of them. I don't have to be super still because I won't. And the first time that you sit down to breathe, it's going to start bombarding you like crazy. It's insane how fast it comes. Your goal is just to allow them to come in and allow them to go out breathe it in, breathe it out. So meditation to me, man, is so powerful. It's changed my life and it's part of the morning routine that I will never change. It will be there all day, no matter where we're at. Uh, it's so powerful. So powerful. Get on the meditation train.
1: If you haven't <laughs> checked them out, uh, the, the monks on YouTube, apparently pretty good, <laughs>
2: pretty good YouTube. Channel. I don't even know who it was. Sagdu do I don't know his name, but he was killing it, dude. He's got his whole on, big old beard, but he's, he's awesome with it. It's so good. Uh, really good explanations all right
1: well hey I'll, I'll be looking into it uh this week we didn't say it at the top of the show i keep missing this but coach cole mahoney uh ventura college one of the best dudes ever i if you want to sit and chat yeah, with this yeah. guy over a, a burrito down the street from his college I, i'm sure um, he would yep. he would crush just a combo just uh just to have so uh canadian from from canada uh now in southern california um uh, without further ado coach mahoney Thank you.
2: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Champion School Podcast. We are fired up today to have Coach Cole here over at Ventura College, man, doing some amazing things over there. I've um, Got to meet a few guys from the staff now, and it's just a great environment, great culture. And that's what we're all about here with Champion School is mindset, leadership and culture and helping develop um, athletes, coaches, et cetera, especially with the mental game. So, Cole, how are you doing, man? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. We're fired up to have you. man. how are you?
0: Good, good, good to be here. Good sunny day. So let's we'll got, take got, it.
2: Got that sunny California weather, man. I gotta, I gotta ask you: Does it ever get super hot there, or is it always seventy-five and sunny? Dude, it's always seventy-five and sunny. It's <laughs> like our weather.
0: Ninety percent of the year is sixty-five to you know, so, you know, maybe eighty-five, and can't beat it.
2: Oh, uh, so if you are a recruit, and no, I'm kidding, uh, but that, that is—I'm uh, jealous. Did man. I mention
0: the beach was only ten minutes away?
2: <laughs> what close. else? How's the food, man? Do you have good Mexican food. Like, come on, lay it on me. Some sushi, oh, Let's go. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. About two minutes off campus, get a great burrito. Oh Perfect. man, this is—you uh, got me sold, man. I got two years of eligibility left. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> uh, well, coach. Uh, Kind of just fill us in on your story, man. We were talking a little off air and, and you kind of dropped something on us that we had no clue about, which was awesome. It was really, really cool. And so kind of share your story, man, how you got into coaching, where you grew up and kind of your playing days and what led you to where you are now here coaching at Ventura College and leading the program. For sure. For sure. Uh,
0: well, my playing days, I, you know, I wish they, they were better than they were, but um, <laughs> it, it took me to a lot of cool places. So I grew up just south of Toronto um, went to junior college in New Jersey um, and like everyone, you know, D1, D1, D1 uh, held out to the summer of my sophomore year. Went to the University of Buffalo for a year. Um, it was awesome. It just wasn't a good fit. Um, academically, you go from a junior college where there's 20 people in your class and my first class in Buffalo, there was 450. Oh. it was like, all right, this is a little yeah. different. So that didn't work out for me. Um, so then I transferred to, uh, NAI school in Iowa and there I met my future wife. Um, she was a volleyball player, grew up in Southern California. Um, obviously at this point, I realized like probably not going to be playing on ESPN anytime soon. Um, (laughs) so let's coach. Um, she was going to move back to California. So followed her out here. Um, and then I started at a high school, Oaks Christian in Westlake. Um, so, if you've ever driven down the 101, you'll probably see it on the side of the highway. Um, my f- funny story my first time ever going there, I didn't know anyone. They're practicing and it's like middle of May. So, I don't know anything about California baseball. Our school had been eliminated from the playoffs like two, three weeks ago and they're practicing. So, I was like, all right, I'll just hang out here. The coach walks over, introduces himself. I was like, hey, I just want to talk to you about maybe helping out or whatever. He's like yeah yeah i'll be over in 10 minutes an hour and 10 minutes later he comes back over and then all of a sudden he was a groomsman in my wedding like six years later so um wow. but i always rib him about that i'm like yeah 10 minutes right uh <laughs> so, so cool um i was there for three summers two years we won a cif title um i think that was in 14 we had uh phil bigford who uh now wow. pitches for the dodgers a bunch of other guys that were really good on that team. After that, I went to Pepperdine, did a graduate school through the University of Washington. And then when I was done there for the year, I landed at Ventura, the low man on the totem pole, head coach retired. Every, everyone kind of got bumped up, moved up to recruiting coordinator, new head coach, got the AB job, and I just happened to be there. So it, it all worked out.
2: It sounds like the perfect store, man. And I'm still rattled. Seriously. You went you went from living in southern Toronto, which is almost too far for me to even fathom right now, being on the West Coast, and then going to southern California, but you went and played in Buffalo. Uh, now, yeah. we have some good friends in Buffalo, and all we hear about Buffalo is shout that out. there's about, yes, yeah, shout out to Buffalo, but <laughs> there's like five months of nice, sunny, decent weather, and then the other seven is just a monster snowstorm was it different i mean i guess for you you kind of had snow in toronto but is it nice now not having the snow going out west it's definitely nice not having the snow but it is an
0: absolute trip cuz i lived on the west side of the lake growing up when you live on the south side the snow impact is very different we would wake up for 5:30 weights and all four of us would have shovels inside the front door Cause there would be mornings we'd wake up and there's two feet of snow and you're you're shoveling out to make sure you're not late to Wade's.
1: <laughs> oh what? yikes! I mean, we were cold in Reno, but like yeah. that's another <laughs> level of cold. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs> the next level snow right there. Um, so think about I mean, I, I'm like just hearing your story, man. Hearing how you kind of just have kind of rolled and flowed right into the the head coaching job there. Um, it's kind of cool to see the opportunity. That pops up too, and going from high school to college for you. What's the biggest difference that you're seeing from the high school level when you were coaching there to now being the coach of Ventura and, and leading the program and seeing it from a college level now almost kind of like what are the differences between that high school level coaching there and then leading into this collegiate level. Yeah. Um, well, I was I was pretty
0: fortunate. The the high school we were at was really high academics. Um, so those those kids were pretty dialed in on everything, um, and they they had a, almost like a plan for what they wanted to do. Um, so it was more keeping them targeted on what they wanted to achieve, and then kind of helping them because they are, you know as long as they didn't stray, they knew what they wanted, and we just kind of give them some nuggets of information where we could. Um, at this level, it, it's a lot more of formulating that plan and then teaching them how to execute it. And for me, I think, you know, as a young head coach, I, I kind of remember what it was like at that level a little bit more. So, um, you know, we're just trying to teach them to be disciplined and what you want. And, you know, it's not always going to be easy and it's, it's not always going to be rainbows, but if you keep that end goal in mind of what you want to do, it makes all the other boring stuff, you know, worthwhile. Like mm. I was never a weight room guy. I never, I didn't like, I still don't like the weight room. I do it because I know the benefits that I want. So mm. it's kind of teaching them that is like, what do you want in life? Cause there's going to be something that you don't want to do. Like I don't want to do five hours of COVID paperwork right now a week. <laughs> but like that's the cost of getting to coach baseball. So just teaching them like there's there's a there's a good and a bad side to everything and decide what you want and realize like that's the price of doing what you really want.
1: You always have the choice. Uh, exactly. Even even when it's the worst thing ever like hey man you picked this. Just remember that, you know. So that's awesome. What? Uh, so you made the trip, right? Uh, what was it like growing up in Toronto? Uh, first of all, and and baseball getting into the states from Toronto. It, I mean, it's got to be a little more difficult, right? Like, uh, can you just break that down a little bit?
0: For sure. Um, growing up, just south of Toronto was amazing. I I played six sports most of the time growing up. Um, it was phenomenal. Um, in that regard, though, when you go to play baseball you know, you start out a little bit behind. Um, and then, yeah, being seen is definitely the hardest thing. Um, like I, I went to a junior college, um, my first two years. Well, and I left after that, but they got scholarships the year after I left. So like going down, it was like, you know, you, you just find a spot that'll take you and get in. Now there's some bigger organizations like OBJ was the big one when I was growing up that they would take a Florida trip My program, we paid, I think like 2000 a year and we would go to four tournaments and you know, I had friends on their team that were paying 10,000. I was like single mom, I'm probably not going to be able to afford 10,000 a year. So, um, just the, just kind of the way it worked out, um, we'd go to all the tournaments we can, but we mostly played, you know, Ohio, Michigan, New York state. We'd go down to long Island, the long Island tigers. Bayside Yankees, youth services, we played them all the time. Um, and it was amazing. Um, when I started high school to when I finished, it was just night and day to, to how good our whole team got um, going down and doing that. But yeah, your, your opportunities are definitely um, a lot harder to come by. And you really got to market yourself. Um, part of that experience is, is now helped me with my guys, though. They'll just tell me, oh, coach, I want to stay in the South. And it's like coaches really want guys that want to be in their program specifically. So what do you know about it beyond the, Hey, they've got my major and the weather's good. Like, Mm. dude, I I get that. That's amazing. But why do you want to be there? Like, have you looked into their program at all and go a little bit deeper? And I think, you know, Obviously, as a young coach, I, I, I still get, a you know, a little more worked up than older guys that have done it and they've seen the flow of it. But at the end of the day, when I'm talking to my guys, it's like the more homework you do, the more, you know, the better it is for you. And at the end of the day, this is an individual battle in a team concept. So we really try to help every individual learn how to be the best they can be and then how we tie it all together as a team. So... It's, it's just about educating them on that process and how to educate themselves on, you know, you're not going to know everything, but how can you set yourself up to know the most you possibly can.
2: That's so good. Um, and I love the fact that it's an individual type of thing within a team sport, right? Like in, yeah. even when you're going to junior college or you're going to any school, right? And you're trying to, you're almost picking your family as a coach. And as a coach, you get to pick who comes for the most part. And obviously there's gonna be guys who kind of show up out of nowhere, um, but you're picking your family, right? And, and so seeing that from your own experience, and being a little more challenging i'm sure through the recruiting process coming over to the states going back and forth crossing the border and just all the sacrifices that you guys were making to come out here that helps a lot of people and i know there's some of our listeners are from um, newfoundland i don't know if you heard of newfoundland but oh, it's yeah. really far east i saw it on the map it was crazy and, and they run a great organization called premier sports they do a lot of mental training there and they do a lot of work on the mindset and the leadership components and getting their guys exposed using social media now and, and helping them are Are you seeing that social media has been a benefit for you as a coach? Is it helped you find players? Is that an avenue that you would recommend athletes being able to promote themselves with to help them be seen or to go to another school?
0: Yeah, I honestly, I think it's beneficial, right? Anytime you can be seen, you know, by more coaches, the better you're, if you have an option and you get reached out to by a coach, you can do research and see if it's a good fit. So Mm -hmm. for sure, I think it's a benefit. Um, I think where some kids, uh, need a little education on is you can be showcased or, or you can be exposed and you really need to know where you are at your specific development. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. You know, if you're, if you haven't hit your growth spurt and you haven't really developed yet, don't, don't post anything yet, you know, keep working, keep grinding, it'll happen um, and then highlight yourself when you can, but you know, if, if you're having hit your like I didn't hit my growth spurt till my junior year of high school. If, if I'm five, two throwing 68, every school is going to cross me off. So you just hope that they don't add you to a list and they say, you know, don't touch. And so it's like, why, why would you do that to yourself? So just make sure you help yourself out. Make sure you listen to your coaches. I'm sure they're telling you the right stuff. It's just sometimes they don't want to hear it. So just make sure you really, at the end of the day, you're marketing yourself for a job. So you want to yeah. put your your best foot forward. Yeah, everybody,
1: so everybody puts on that face, right? Like it's a social media, Instagram look of <laughs> their career. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, you're just putting too much out there. So I, I'm with that. With um, For you, developing as a head coach and like becoming a head coach, what has been some of the biggest challenges like as I was a volunteer for you know however long and um, I would always see so much off field that the head coach has to go through that's really not seen by a lot of people so uh, just go into that a little bit and uh, how this growth and journey has been for you
0: man Uh, I think Austin I were talking about this yesterday it's like as an assistant you you work so hard to get get good at your position group or hitting or pitching. And it's like, you get good at that. You do a good job. And then it's like, Oh, by the way, now you're never going to do that. Enjoy this eight hours of paperwork every day. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) man. All right. All right. So I think coaching in that regard is, is, is a tough gig. I mean, really, you get really good at something. And then by the way, don't do it. So, um, for me, it's it's learning how to deal with the team dynamics and, you know, the culture that we want to develop. And I know that word's overused, but really that team atmosphere. And then, you know, you as a coach, and I, and I tell my guys, and I'm very upfront with this is I'm developing just as much as you are, just in different areas. So just because mm. you come and talk to me and I have some answers, it's really only because I've done that longer. And the best way I've heard it explained is this comedian that my wife and I went and saw was like, it's like this, man, there's 25 seasons of lost out and your dad's seen all 25 and you've only seen five. So who knows the show better? It's not, it's not because you're not smarter. It's just, you haven't seen it all yet. So that's what I remind them about. I go, honestly, more than half of you are probably smarter than I am, but I've seen more than you. So keep learning And once you've seen more and more, you'll be really good. So every day I'm just trying to to figure this out and get it dialed in. Um, You know, last year, to be honest, this is I haven't been a head coach without COVID. So that's another interesting dynamic I'm I'm learning. So it's been a lot more off field. So I've had that opportunity to learn, but my first year it was like, honestly, just treading water. Second year, I was like, all right, I've got these things that I want to add in and, and get done. Um, and it was learning to deal with the people on campus, and then this year, we hired a new um, lady, um, Melissa. She's awesome, but she's, you know, got us in study hall. She got that all dialed in, so we've got a room squared away. We've got tutoring lined up. It's just where where's going to make the biggest impact, and what I'm seeing now is they're going to do baseball extra, so I don't need to kill myself to do three early outs a week with guys where now I can do one or two each week, but it's getting them that, that study hall hours. Now I would say 85% of our guys have tutors. Um, and it's just getting that dialed in because it's going to make the biggest impact for them. So, you know, you, you want to do all this stuff. Like I want cool t-shirts and it's like, that doesn't make an impact. So just, just finding where I can really impact the guys the most and spend the most time. And, and just talk to them while also respecting their time. I don't want to have six hour practices and they're like scrambling to get homework done. So it's just kind of finding the balance and hopefully refining it every year um, <laughs> and, yes. and being honest with myself about what's good and what's bad
2: and um, what do we need to add. That's so good. And just the, I didn't even realize that it has been all through COVID that you've been a head coach. <laughs> hey, here's, yeah, here job. you go. Good luck. Um, <laughs> figure it out on your own. And by the way, here's all the stuff that you have to do now because of this. So it's like, man, what the heck? But embracing that opportunity. And, and then, like you said, man, you're, you're continually, even through COVID and having all the uncertainty, and, and all the things that I'm sure you've had to deal with off the field that you might not like as much as the on the field. Right. And that's why you do it for the on the field, but you just keep refining your process, like you said, and that's the coolest part is to see the growth, to see adding in new things. And then the study hall piece. I mean, not a lot of people really um, take those grades seriously, but for all the athletes at your school, a lot of them have hopes and the talent to play at the next level. It's just a, a really good opportunity, whether they're not developed enough yet, or this is just the best chance for them to go get seen or whatever it might be in their specific case, having them get in the study hall, get the tutors, have the right help around them, just to have that, man, those resources are so powerful. Um, How do you or how will you, I guess, now kind of moving forward, um, instill that team atmosphere, that culture piece, that just togetherness, bringing these guys together because you get them for one or two years. And I'm sure you have some guys who come there for a year, they Dominate, they get drafted, or they move on. You have yeah. other guys who go there for a year, they realize they're not good enough, or they just don't like it, and they leave. And then you've got 17, 18 year old kids coming in for the first time. And now I'm sure with COVID, 21, 22 year old junior college athletes, right? Three or four years of eligibility. Like how do you, and maybe we don't even know, but how are you able to instill that culture at a program where you only get them for two, you don't have the luxury for all four years, even like a high school with those four years? Um, Maybe what are some tips or some tactics or even just some things that you've thought about about, hey, this could help us, or this is what we do to instill that uh, dynamic within our program? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is we,
0: we talk about a lot about their individual development and, and the way we tie in the team concept is, you know, we've got say 15 guys that really need to get in the weight room. Well, if you go work out by yourself, that's awesome. You're getting better, but you're going to have a bad day where you're like, man, I don't want to lift. So if every day you go to lift, you take three teammates with you. Now all Mm -hmm. four of you can keep each other accountable. So that's how we talk about it is you, your job here for your two years or one is to be the best you can. So you need to commit to the wave room. So 6am weights. if you want to do an extra one on the weekend, you've got plenty of time. So don't ever go by yourself. You're trying to get better, but if you want to be the best you can, you need teammates right alongside you because you're not going to go to second base and win a game by yourself. This is, as good as I think my second baseman could be, it's like you need a shortstop to feed you the ball. So did you invite him? Did you invite your roommates? Did you invite one other apartment? Um, so that's really how we tie it in is I want you to understand your role and be the best you can at your role, but I don't want you to accept your role. Even even our Tuesday guy who's our you know Friday night guy, I don't want you to accept your role. You're a Tuesday guy at a junior college. I want you to be the Friday guy at a D one or in pro ball. So it's just, what's your role right now? Be the best you can at it. And then always strive to be at the next role, but don't complain about it. Work to get that next one. So it's just teaching that mindset of you can't do it yourself. I can't can't coach this team by myself. Um, So I need a, a great assistant coach with me. And that's, that's kind of how we talk about it is just always bring someone with you because you're lifting the team up and the team's going to lift all of us. So that's kind of how we approach that.
2: It's really good. And Ray, you can attest to this too. I think the common theme, and maybe we just change this to the accountability podcast, but every single coach or mental skill director or business man or woman, whoever's been on has all talked about accountability, whether it's with okay. them, themselves or with their teammates. And then we talked a lot about that 108010 10 rule, that principle, and that goes right into what you just said of, Hey, let's bring some people with us because you mm-hmm. know, as well as I know, not every day is beautiful, right? He said not every day is sunshine and rainbows. But if I have Ray Mac with me, if I have Cole with me, if I have Johnny with me to come in and say, hey, man, you've got more today. You can do this, right? Let's keep working. We're, we're almost done. You got 30 minutes, then we get out on the field and do the fun stuff. If I'm not a big weight room guy, just that yeah. uh, team atmosphere and that buy-in for each other is so powerful. Um, what are some of the biggest I guess I would say, I don't want to say distractions because I'm sure there's a lot of distractions, especially right now, right? But what are some of the biggest difficulties for you and your coaching staff to getting either A, guys to buy in or two, guys to embrace where they are? Just because um, I hear a lot about the JUCO band and we, we get to work with a lot of junior college programs. And one of the very first things that most of them will say, and there's not, nothing against them, but it's like, the, the juco mentality, right? The bulldog mentality. I'm like, I love it, right? Like freaking go, I heard it again yesterday, just go after. it. But I think some hold like a little resentment of that D1 didn't recruit me. I didn't get drafted. My grades weren't good enough. I shouldn't be here type of deal. Um, so what are some of maybe that gives the biggest difficulties that you might deal with as a staff to getting those guys to be like, hey guys, let's, I get it. Let's lock into what our cause and our mission is today.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You, you really have to reach the guys almost individually because there are some guys that are going to play with that chip. And those guys are easy. You fuel that chip and, and they're going to take off. And then there's other guys you, you got to find what motivates them, you know, everyone plays the game differently. You know, if you, you watch Max Scherzer, that guy looks like he's going to chew someone's head off out there. Scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see that guy. And then, you know, you, you watch Mookie Betts hit and that dude looks like he could fall asleep sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I played in a very different mindset than I coach in. I, there's no way I could coach in that mindset. Um, So it's just connecting with them and, And then really kind of helping them separate like when you cross the line, it is go time. When you're off the field, you can deal with other things. So it's kind of that separation. And to be quite honest with you, I'm still working on that. So um, what I've started this year is like all the position guys need to lay their gloves um, right in front of our dugout to kind of, you know, signify before stretching like, all right, like this is practice time. Um, I've heard a few guys say that, a few pro guys used to walk out to the infield dirt, pick up dirt, smell it. And that was their kind of like, all right, everything off the field is done and and now it's, you know, play time. Um, but off the field stuff is, is just as hard on academics, which is the scariest part at this level. Um, and we talk about the academic piece as who doesn't love $7,000 in your pocket. And I just use a random number every year, but it's like if you go out and you get a three five GPA, you're gonna get academic money as a junior college transfer at most schools. So you you're telling me that you got a three two instead of a three five. You just don't like money. Like I'm confused. What what are we doing? So you just I think you give them real world examples. And um, I learned from honestly a PE teacher in high school that that was the best example we had these kids in our PE class that thought it was cool to smoke every day. And he's like, seriously, how much, how much you guys smoke? And they're like a, like a pack a week. He's like, all right, let's say it packs 10 bucks. He got, he does all this math. He's like, if you stop smoking for two years, you'd buy that car that you want. So it's, it's talking to these kids about, you know, if instead of messing around with, you know, Cindy and uh, Janessa or whoever it is, you, you know, you get to the library, you get the work done. And now all of a sudden, you know, maybe you can afford USC because you got that 20,000 academic where if you missed out on that and you only got 10, your family can't afford it. So really just always talking about priorities. And the biggest thing I think is just talking to them and being honest with them. And if you ever have to, you got to call that individual into your office and and have a little bit different conversation with him, but uh, try to do that you know, one-on-one, whereas the team, it's just about priorities and what are your priorities? What do you really want to do? Um, the biggest thing is in the recruiting process, like we ask them what they want and like, no, 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 don't, don't t- like, Oh, I want to go play pro ball. I get it. So do I, what are you working towards? What, what are you doing and how are you going to get there? And then when they get here, it's easy. Cause we've already talked about it. It's like, you told me that you want to play in the big West. Are you, do you think you're doing what it takes to be in the big West? Cause I'm going to tell you, like, I've seen it. I help out at UCSB's camps. Like I've seen all this stuff. Your actions don't, don't add up to what you're saying. So let's be honest. And are you doing it? And are you going to change it?
1: You sound like such a player's coach. Like I would love yes. to play, have played for you, you know? Um, how old are you by the way? Uh, 33 yeah see yeah I'm 30 and you're we're seeing eye to eye right now with the the way you're talking um what do you like to do off the field what's what is your life uh, beyond baseball
0: man well I have uh, my wife to thank for that because without her i I would have nothing I, I wouldn't do anything except <laughs> yeah. baseball um, so she's actually really into travel um, I, I've never left the continent before I met her so. Um, now we take like a big trip every year. So we've gone to France, Italy, uh, Greece, um, a couple of times down to Mexico. So we start traveling. Um, and then I was more of like the car trip. So we do uh, big bear and a couple other trips. So we went to Montana this summer, which was really cool. Definitely recommend, um, pork belly was phenomenal, but no, it's, uh, you know, just kind of, she, she actually, I think, has saved me from burnout because I would just be baseball 24-7. So, um, you know, just spending time with her. And then this, I think this dog's training me more than I'm training it, to be quite honest. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, just hanging out with her and the dog and friends and uh, learning how to cook new things is about it.
1: What's your favorite spot you've traveled outside of the United States?
0: Probably Italy. Ooh. It's, be it's down. Yeah. That sounds great. Was Rome, it w- Rome is impressive.
2: Really? Did you go to the Colosseum too? I'm assuming. I'm assuming oh, yeah. It cool. oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would be oh. sweet.
0: Yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, I tell all my guys that I was like, I wouldn't do it if I was your age. I don't know if I would have appreciated it as a college student. Um, although they might appreciate other things, but um, true, like seeing the the places, the the food. I mean, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. The the lifestyles they have over there, like I'm all in on it. They, they go to work late. Uh, they take like a two hour lunch nap, and then they go back to work a little later in the day. And it's like, man, they're, they're living and they, and they work to live where I feel like, you know, we're the other way over here. And it's, it's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just different. And it's kind of cool to see that there's a different way to do things than, you know, the nine to five grind of some other things where, you know, in athletics, it's not nine to five. You know, I was, I was doing COVID emails, you know, at 10 30 last night and texting with kids that couldn't get physicals because they're in a COVID trace um, at 11. So it's like, it's just a different world and it's,
2: it's kind of cool to, to get a glimpse into other people's lives. Uh, that that's like probably the coolest part about any traveling now i haven't been to italy and i want to go badly Uh, and hopefully soon we're going to mexico in october and this will be my second time there i'm excited about that it'll be good and then um, where are you guys going we're going down to cancun cancun so uh been to cabo once haven't been to cancun it looks pretty sweet i don't know i'm just excited for the (laughs) (laughs) all-inclusive you're telling me (laughs) i can go get sushi whenever i want i can get mexican food whenever i want i'm sold you don't have to tell me the price Let's line it up. Um, But the culture, right? I think that's why we love traveling too. And I know Ray Mac's going down to Big Bear to run um, an an event here soon too, which is awesome. Let's go. Shout out to Ray Mac. Keep going. Keep going. One month away, big. Thank you. Um, you. But it's really cool to see the different lifestyles and to see different communities and to see how different people act, respond, work, different things. And we go to a lot of small towns and you Mm -hmm. can almost get some of those same feels as you were explaining with Italy in a small town where it's like, hey, I own my, my own butcher shop. Right. And I go cut a half a beef or a beef a day. And here I get it out. And then I go home. <laughs> I go and yeah. I chill. I hang out. Right. We, it's almost like this slower pace of living. And for yeah. me living in the Bay area before now in Arizona, for you in LA, I mean, that's just go, 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 go. And in the coaching world, it's so fast paced. So that's really cool. I love to hear those, those different, uh, the thoughts just on traveling. I'm a big fan of travel. It's really cool. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not a soccer fan by
0: any means, but like I really want to go to a European soccer game and just experience yes. the
1: crowd and the chanting and like it, it looks it looks rad.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I am down for that. And I and what we have uh, Olympics are coming, or is it Olympics or something's coming to LA in the next four or five years, right? Yep, yeah, yep,
0: yeah, the Olympics will be here, so that'll that'll be insane
1: pumped and that's right in your backyard we're uh, by and i were already talking but we got to get out there i don't even know what events we'd go to but just to experience it you know who cares
0: yeah, i want to <laughs> go see the ridiculous events that you've never heard of right like yeah. uh, what what is it the uh the winter olympics have that one where you ski and then you stop and shoot stuff it's like all right like i don't even know what that is i don't know how you win it but i want to go see it yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: if there's a if there's a sport that you're joining to to train for for the next decade in the olympics what is it european handball all day That's, <laughs> that's
2: <right.
1: so> <laughs> we've talked about it like that's a sport made for a 5-8 middle infielder like myself you know <laughs> right great
0: hands can move the ball quick and then if he needs to zip it in the goal you got a little juice in the arm
1: love it <laughs> dude i love handball it's it's honestly the one sport i was when i saw it on on tv when i was i don't know what 20 or whatever i was like that's something we missed out on for yeah, sure but, Do they oh, have it in sure. canada
0: uh, we used to play it in PE, never as like a, a competitive sport, but we used to throw it into the corner, like a corner three, and then we'd have a guy jump from the three-point line and we try to bat it in, like Allelu. the greatest game. Greatest <laughs> That's game. So, so cool. much fun.
2: That's. I think we got a good trio right here. We got a good start to a Olympic That's team, right. Team USA, if you're listening. Uh, there we go. We got, we got to get a team, right? We, we're, ready right. Go, we're ready to go, baby. We're ready to go. Before we get into our, our little game here, I'll let Ray Mac kind of take it over and we'll rock it out, but well, cool for you, and, and I know it's been... A, Very interesting transition, I'm sure. It's been a couple of years now. It's going on year three. And just going through your coaching journey, we have a lot of younger coaches. We have a lot of parents of athletes. We have a lot of, uh, I guess, just coaches in general that are looking to learn, looking for different information, thoughts. What is your biggest piece of advice to a new coach, whether it's high school or college, maybe somebody who's in that volley role or the GA role, who's just looking to get their feet wet and kind of break into the system? What is your biggest piece of advice for them as they continue to progress on their coaching career and coaching circuit? Yeah, the first thing I would say
0: is you know, I did this as a player and as a young coach, is you think someone else always has every answer. And that's not the case. The best coaches are continually just figuring it out. So don't don't be upset or don't think less of yourself if you don't have every answer. Just keep trying to figure it out. Um, The next thing I would say is, regardless of who you're coaching under, they know more than you. They've seen more. So take everything you absolutely can from every person, and you can always tweak it to fit yourself or discard it if you don't want it but there's always good and bad to learn from every single person. Um, You know, I've been lucky to learn from a lot of good coaches. Um, There's some stuff that I, I still use to this day. And there's other stuff where it doesn't fit me, my style, my personality. Um, I'm very chill off the field, but on the field, like I want to be fast paced. I want to win. There's no excuses. Like we, we got to go at the end of practice. You can, you know, Huff air and drink a lot of water, but like that's my style. So I have to coach to that style. I have to recruit to that style. So learn yourself, know what you're comfortable in. And I think that's the hardest part is being comfortable with yourself. The second you're comfortable with yourself, everyone in your program is gonna benefit. So just make sure that that you get comfortable with yourself and you know who you are. And then don't get lost in, you know, being Ray Mac or or Austin, you know, you still, you take from you guys, but still be yourself and be true to you.
2: That is so good. <laughs> yeah, it is racket. wisdom. It is wisdom nugget Wednesday as we are recording. And that was a wisdom nugget. Bob drop right there. Baby. Let's go. Ray Mac. hit them with the game, baby. Let's yeah, go.
1: We're going to just clip that we'll save it as his own deal. Send it on out. It's going to be, it's going to be good. So. Um, oh boy. so for today, <laughs> for today our game on it or off it uh new segment we've introduced basically i'm going to give you a list of 10 things pretty rapid fire and you are going to say you're either on it uh in court or you're off it you're not it's not what you're about and uh just a quick reason why just a one sentence okay sound good sure all right number one nascar on it
0: why Love to go fast, man. Let's do it. There you go. Uh, meditation. On it. I think, you know, anytime you can lock in and, and relax on something, and, and I explain to my guys, do it before bed. It's the absolute best time. You go to bed hitting, you know, four doubles and an of
1: taco. Who doesn't want to wake up fired up to play? Great way to end the day. Okay. I love it. Uh, collecting sports cards. On it. Yeah. Grandma sent me, I
0: think, for my fourth birthday, a whole, a whole um, binder with a whole set. Been on it forever. What, what
1: sport was that? What collection? Hockey. Hey, yeah. there it is. <laughs>
0: Canadian roots.
1: <laughs> uh, Mexican food. On it. Can't get enough
0: of it. Guacamole looked like snot when I first got out here, and now I can't eat enough of it.
1: California (laughs) avocados, yep. What's off-topic, best go-to spot for you down there, uh, Mexican food? I know, sorry, spur of the moment. Dude, I can't call out one place, you're gonna get me in trouble. (laughs) Give uh, give me two, give me two. (laughs)
0: Uh, Guadalupe's down the street from the school,
1: and then um, Ola's in Camarillo we're we're gonna mark those because we're in good now and we've been just hunting down the Mexican so anytime you're in town we'll go absolutely uh back to it automated strike zones off it you don't even have to explain yourself uh fishing fishing off it uh
0: naps naps on it on it
1: let's go Dude, six, uh,
0: five to six a.m. weights, nice nap after yeah. that, a little breakfast, you're feeling good. You're a seasoned veteran.
1: <laughs> uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Off. <laughs> uh, ice skating. On it. Yeah, Love well, it. Oh, you, did you play hockey growing up? Did you? Play yeah, sports? all the way till college. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, last one, completely opposite, surfing on it however off the board I'm off the board <laughs> yeah.
0: it is not an easy thing to do there's no way Here, i think like the wrong. longest i've ever been on a board is about two and a half seconds <laughs> that's, that's why i board my friend
1: yeah, right. <laughs> you know, okay. so nice good. job that was awesome uh again like we we've we've talked and and just talking to you now it's like you're a great dude you're a great coach and uh you're you're your guys are really going to benefit from just who you are as a person, you know, like you're authentic, uh, you care about them and, and it really shows in the way you speak. And, uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on with us today.
0: Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I, you know, I don't have it figured out and we all have our good days and our bad days. And and the, the thing to remember for me is, you know, just pouring into them. Um, and there's, there's days where that's difficult, you know, like I've got, guys that keep messing up but at the end of the day we're we're here to educate and you know I I wish every one of my guys would go to the MLB but that's not the case so we got to make sure when they leave that they represent us they represent themselves and their families and you know we got to keep that in check and I think sometimes we can get get lost in that and you know just got to keep reminding myself that that's
2: really what we're doing it for so good man and thank you I'm a true believer in energy radiates amongst others and um great energy man the positivity the openness and then the consistency on the field too and having that go 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 mentality i love the fast-paced mentality i'm a big fan of that too and being aggressive taking care of, of, of what you need to take care of so thank you cole for coming on man this is awesome it's a blessing we're excited for you guys we're pulling for you guys when we are in the area we are going down to the mexican food joints i got to go back to yeah. hear them again guadalajares maybe in alohas or something i don't do know, but we'll, we'll look it up in the Google. There you
0: go,
1: there uh, you go. I'll go take you me. guys. Yeah, just let me know when you're in town. Let's we'll, go. We'll we'll get a surf lesson together too. We'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah,
0: I might need to do a few before you get out here.
2: No, no. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on the pier. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, smart man. Well, awesome, coach, thank man. you again.
1: And uh if you ever need anything from us, you let you reach out. We'll be here. Okay. For
0: sure, I appreciate it, guys.
1: All right, awesome, thanks. Cool. We'll talk See to you man. soon have a good one all right coach Mahoney crushed it uh great dude again had a lot to say um especially on just you know the way he's gone about and his journey and and where he's at now uh what'd you take out of that my
2: favorite part Ray of every podcast that we get to do is learning the journeys of the people that we get to interview and for him coming from Canada not being I guess if you want to say the greatest player of all right some people think that to coach you have to be like the all-american everywhere Um, for his journey and where it took him to different schools to different opportunities all the knowledge and and wisdom that he learned from the coaches that he got to play for the athletes that he got to play with and against is really cool to see and then him taking the leap to california right coming to southern california never been there i mean i can't even imagine how nerve-wracking that might be for somebody especially financially for him going out there kind of just unannounced boom and then gets to go to Ventura, he's been coaching there for a while, now he's doing a great job as the head coach. So uh, just hearing his journey, hearing his path, and then hearing how he develops a winning culture for a team that he knows is only gonna be together one or two years at a time, that people will be there. So there's always like this revolving wheel at junior college levels. And I feel like they have one of the toughest jobs because you don't have three or four years to develop someone. You have one, maybe two if we're lucky to develop people. So to see the adversity that he's battled through, to see the different things that he's overcome and to see how he instills that culture at a school that it could be really easy at junior college level to ignore the culture piece, is really, really cool. And it starts in the weight room, right? You say, hey, get up early, get in the weight room, whether you like it or not. This is how we're going to do things. And so I, I love that part. What about you, Ray?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's genuineness, right? It shows, mm-hmm. it comes across. You had mentioned it in the in the interview. Like, energy like you can feel somebody's energy the minute you start on the call with them and i think his really showed through and 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 i think that shows through in his coaching too right like that's the guy you're gonna get like he yeah he wants to get out and he wants to win but at the end of the day he's gonna treat you like a human being and and develop you as a person so um coach again mahoney i i can't thank you enough for coming on and and for instilling some wisdom to our our folks so um i think that's gonna do it for us and uh for us speaking thank you for listening uh again make sure if if you happen to know this little guy's name right send it in and uh we'll send you something cool so anyways hope you guys have a blessed week and uh we'll talk to you soon have a good week